Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church from the Gospel of Luke. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let's pray together. Divine love, God, the one who is here with us and with us every day, we need you. We need your hope, we need your light, we need your life. And so I pray that you would gather us like a mother gathers her hen under her wings. May you comfort us. May you shelter all people, especially those who are exposed to the chaos, exposed to some of the destruction that happens in our world. May may you gather and shelter, protect And as we approach this season, we ask for a true and deep hope. Not just the word, not just the song, not just the lighting of a candle, but for an experience in a life, in a moment of deep hope. In the tears and the suffering and the chaos and in the midst of it all. If we're honest, we know we need you. We wake up with the longing in our heart. Sometimes we're too scared to acknowledge it. But we need you. And so I pray right now that you would show up in my own words and presence this morning, that you would use the words and presence of a broken man like me for your hope, for your reconciliation, for your redemption. Gather us to you as one beloved family. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, before Thanksgiving started, the music started to play, which is, um, I know there are those in the world who love Christmas music before Thanksgiving, and then there are the righteous who love it um, maybe only on Christmas Day. Um, But it starts to play on the radios and the malls and the places where we're walking City sidewalks, the busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style, 
In the air there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing. People passing. Meeting smile after smile. And as Jesus said, And there will be signs on the earth. Distress among the nations. Confused by the roaring sea and waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding. You can hear the tune, right? For what is coming to the world? For the powers of heaven will be shaken. Silver bells. Silver bells. I don't know why we read a passage like this as we approach Christmas. Welcome to all souls in the Christmas season. We would like to talk about the destruction of all nations, people. (laughs) Some of us find comfort, and some of us it just feels a little too close. And as we approach this new um, passage and way of us, we're, we're not just reading this scripture today, but we're joining thousands and thousands of other churches as, as we read this, what is called a lectionary passage, passages that have been read for periods of time and that have been read during the season. And at this moment, as we light this candle, we hear these words of Jesus. Distress among the nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. The people will faint from fear and foreboding for what is coming upon the world. The Christian year begins with the season of Advent. And together today, with this passage, we begin. In the shadows of despair, of war, of sorrow, of hate, and actively waiting for Jesus to come. And so we are lighting candles of hope, peace, joy, and love because we need them. You see, Advent serves as this middle space for all of our souls. On the one hand, we are fearlessly encountering, if we're brave enough, we're fearlessly encountering the chaos, the brokenness, the trauma, and the despair that is happening in our world. We're looking at at it in the face. We're maybe experiencing or seeing others walk through it. And in this middle space, we are also longing for hope. For redemption, we are fighting for peace. We are relentlessly seeking joy. We are reaching out for love. And in Advent, we just sit in this middle space that often feels so uncomfortable. And we just want to escape from. To hear what Luke, the gospel writer, is saying to us in our scripture this morning, we first need to enter into these shadow places of our life and world, the places where it seems like all hope is lost. We have to listen alongside the traumatized soldier, the separated refugee family, the brokenhearted addict, and yes, maybe even the deep sadness in our own hearts and story. We have to enter into that place. When Jesus was saying these words to his disciples, he was on the very advent of his crucifixion. These are some of his last teachings to his beloved community. He knows that times are going to get worse. When Luke was sitting down, when someone was sitting down and writing this gospel, it was about 60 years past this. 
And in the land and in the place that they were literally writing and sharing this gospel was, was a moment in which destruction was everywhere. The Romans were destructing the temple, the holy center of where God's presence is. There was a great war, great suffering, political upheaval. In this moment is when that gospel and those words were being written and given to the people. And so with Jesus' words as we hear them today, and they don't totally fit into the Christmas songs of our life, when we follow Christ, Christ doesn't give us some just escape plan, some disappearing act in the midst of it all. Christ is saying the church will be there in the midst of this time. In the midst of suffering of this world, we are led not away from it, not to escape from it, not to do some magic act, but we are led into the very belly and the reality of it. And it is from that place of when we have an awareness of what we are in that we are called to light a candle of hope. From in the middle of it, Christ asks us, to light this candle of hope. One of the reasons that many of us maybe um, we don't connect, we hear a passage like this and just like, oh, I don't want to hear that on a Sunday morning. I don't want to hear that from Jesus. It's to be honest, for a lot of us, maybe our lives is removed from, this isn't a bad thing to feel guilty about, but our lives may be, to be aware of, may be removed from some of the suffering and the chaos that others are experiencing in this world. And so when we hear it, it's just like, oh, I don't, that's not the place I like to shop. But it's the reality for so many people, and to be honest, it's the reality for a lot of us in here as well. And Jesus calls us to see it, to acknowledge it. And for those of us that maybe feel like distant from it, we are called to a life of a beloved community. A beloved community, not just with those in this room, but with all of humanity. A beloved community in which the walls of separation between them and us disappear. A beloved community where the suffering of others is personally felt and affected. A beloved community where tears are tasted, a beloved community where the broken stories are heard and shared, a beloved community in which we sit and lament and we long for hope together. You see, because hope is not true hope. It's just lighting a candle. It's not true hope unless it comes from that place of acknowledging suffering, chaos, and need. You've had those moments in your life where you've prayed prayers of true hope. Maybe there wasn't even words, there was just tears. But it's in those moments, those moments of despair, those moments of pain where no quick fix or easy escape exists that we're called to be a people of hope and to carry that light of hope together. As we enter into this new year, we hold hands together. We enter the darkness. We actively wait. We choose not fear, but love in that space. Because darkness is not evil. It's a part of reality. And so is light. 
We sing together. We pray anew for God's light to overwhelm everything. So how do we do it? Because I think for a lot of us, we just feel overwhelmed by some of those things that are happening in the world, the things that Jesus is talking about. When we hear of waves and of the sea being chaotic, that doesn't feel like some old thing, but that feels like a present reality in our world, doesn't it? When we hear about destruction, when we hear about there being chaos in all forms of life, it doesn't take great imagination to wonder, where is that happening in the world today? And so what do we do with it all? Because you know the feeling, you just take it all in and it becomes overwhelming. The, the wave seems like it might take you over. Jesus gives a way forward. He speaks clearly about what he's about ready to walk into the next day. He speaks clearly about what the church is going to walk into in the next 50 years. And he speaks clearly to us about how we respond in times like this. Jesus' words are peppered with an active hope and an activeness to themselves. Be on your guard. Be alert at all of times. Wake up, people. And when we see signs of new life, whether how small they may be, when we see signs of new life or new hope, we are called by the very words of Jesus to stand up and to raise our head Because redemption is drawing near. We are called to be the people who see a glimmer of redemption, to raise our head, to stand up, and to call it what it is in this moment. Jesus, when he began his ministry, he healed um, a broken man who, who had been left by society. He healed this man, and everyone's like, this is amazing. Who is this Jesus guy? And Jesus looks to the people and he said, you know what? The kingdom of God is drawing near. Or better translated, the kingdom of God is at hand. The Greek means it is an active, present thing. It is at hand. It's here. You can almost grab it because it's part of this reality. Jesus is saying, stand up. Raise your head because redemption is at hand. And we need to be aware and calling it out and naming it when we see it, even in the midst of the chaos and the suffering of our world. This is the work that Christ is up to and doing. The question for us is, are we aware? Are we engaged? Are we living, standing up for the things of hope? Are we raising our head? Do we believe that redemption is so close that maybe Christ and the presence of Christ is closer than we ever hoped or imagined? We are called to be children of hope, to be looking and joining the very movement of God in our world and in our own hearts, here and now. Barbara Kingsolver um, wrote a book of short essays that she called Small Wonder. Um, it's kind of her reflection, this like poetic re- reflection on the power of hope. And, and there's times in reading it where you're like, okay, thank you for pointing out that everything feels hopeless. Um, but, but she has a way of ending it and wrapping it up that kind of that I think Jesus is doing for us. Until we acknowledge the real pain and lament for people in our world and in our own hearts, we cannot begin to grasp and to fight for the hope that we need to. They go together. And so she writes... 
She describes hopelessness in a way in which it is, it's, it's like a screen door in a hurricane that's just banging and banging and banging. We feel like that in the midst of our own hopelessness, don't we? She writes, what I can find is this, and so it has to be, conquering my own despair by doing what little I can, stealing thunder and tucking it into my pocket to save it for the long drought, dreaming in the color of green, tasting the end of anger, small changes, small wonders, These are the currencies of my endurance in my life. It is a workable economy. Hear these words, small changes and small wonders. Jesus asks that we would wake up, be alert to Christ's very presence in our life now. We need Christ to show up. We can't do this on our own. We need something to reconcile and redeem it all. And it is happening, is what the gospel says. And it has happened. And so our job is to be alert and to hold on to the hope. Even if it is in small changes in our own life, in small wonders that we see throughout our day. Hope is an active, it is a present verb. I see it in this community all the time. I see it in the teachers who show up to their classrooms, maybe to a group of students who their house may be unstable or maybe this is the first meal at school that was warm and provided for them and those teachers show up day in and day out. Small changes, small wonders. I see it in the counselors who show up in the small rooms and have conversations that maybe no one else ever knows about. They hear the despair, they hear the things, and they engage in an active way, and they become little lights of hope. I see it in the friends. As you love one another, show up in each other's lives. Not just when you need a meal, but when you need someone to just say, how are you really doing? I see it in the way in which we challenge one another. I see it in the way in which individuals choose to love deeply, even when they're waiting to hear from a doctor about what their future may hold. It drives them to love deeply others. I see it in this beloved community because I believe that Christ is present here. Small changes, small wonders. This is the season of Advent. It's not an easy journey to begin with, but it's a good one. Bernard de Clairvaux, once the 20th century abbot, theologian, mystic, all of the things, he wrote about there's three different Advents that we celebrate in this season. One advent is the incarnation, that God came to this world, broke through this reality, and was fully divine in the person of Christ. In this infant, that God showed up vulnerable, that God showed up in this person, in this time, and in our world, and that was the first advent. And we will celebrate that. 
God will show up and has showed up again. God will show up at the end times in which all things will be redeemed. And it may not happen in our lifetime. It may not, but we will one day sit with all people and look and say, look how God redeemed it all. I did not see that coming. We will celebrate in all different languages and ways. The third advent he writes about is the middle advent, the one where we find ourselves this season. It is the everyday arrival of Jesus. It is the knock at the door, the still small voice in our life. It is the crying child in our midst asking for our response. It is the lonely prisoner that we visit. It is the hungry mother that we offer food. It is the wary refugee whose story we acknowledge. It is the same seeker who we ask and pray for protection. In other words, my friends, Jesus is coming again and again and again and again in every moment of our lives. As one writer wrote, like a thousand spring buds on a fig tree, long thought dead. And so be alert. Light your lamps. Be dressed for action. My friends, stand up. Raise your head. Look around. Hear the small knock of Jesus because redemption is at hand. To this light, we are guided on this path. Let's pray together. Christ, as we walk these next weeks, as beloved community, I pray that you would offer us the freedom to deeply acknowledge the chaos, the pain, the destruction that is on us and in this world and in our own story in life. May we fearlessly face those things in front of us and support others as they do so. And like Jonah sitting in the belly of that whale, where all things feel lost, may you shape us to be a people of hope. May you renew in our hearts as we lift our eyes to you that you are here, you are at hand, that redemption has come near. We need you. And so we seek you, no matter how small or big that redemption shows up. Keep us awake. Keep us alert. Keep our eyes on you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.